Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking about something very important, and that is money and how money matters. And you know it. Don't deny it. We all love money. And frankly, we need it to uh, you know keep the wheels a turning. And my guest today is founder and CEO of a business called SRA 831B. Now, that's a really important number. We're going to talk about why. And uh, this guest, he's an inventor. He develops products for a variety of industries that can take advantage of adding new revenues while mitigating risk at the same time. And by delivering institutional type ideas to small and mid-sized business owners like me, SRA positions its clients at the forefront of their industry, allowing them to weather any storm. And goodness knows we've had a lot of storms the past few years. (laughs) So let me tell you more about him. Van Carlson has an extensive background in risk management with more than 25 years in the industry. Prior to founding SRA, Van ran his own property and casualty firm for about 15 years. And with many commercial business owners as his clients, when the Great Recession in 2008 hit, it hit hard. And just like them, he was also affected by the sharp downturn in our economy, which we all know sucked then, and we've had so much fun the last couple of years. But during this time, Van realized there must be a better way to manage risk overall. And from that desire to improve business operations for both himself and his clients, along with his extensive background in insurance, risk management, and finance, SRA was formed. Now, since its start in 2008, several changes in the U.S. government regulations have allowed the business to thrive. And we're going to have some fun talking about that. And this also substantiated what Van had already believed. Businesses need a better solution to mitigate risk as we all know, I've talked about, and create a war chest for the future. And joining me today from the lovely state of Idaho is Van Carlson. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you for the introduction. That was uh, impressive. So thank you very much. (laughs) Well, you wrote it. It's your background. So the impressiveness (laughs) is all yours. But I do have a lot of fun reading people's bios because I always think about what I put in mind and it's probably time to update it again. And, you know, what you really want people to know is usually about what parts of your business have been most important to you. So with that, I'll hand it off to you and say, tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, your business, and how most importantly, you help your clients to shock their financial potential. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit about me, you know, I'm born to be an entrepreneur from, from being a little kid, uh, raising a farm and going into farmer's markets in California. I, I, I tell this story all the time where I used to sell watermelons three, four dollars because my dad said, hey, we need to get, we're not bringing anything back home, so we got to sell it all. And I can remember being six, seven years old and I just love sales. I love interacting with people. And, you know, out of that kind of grew more into, um, uh, you know, I never thought I would search my career out to be a risk manager. Mm. I'm, I'm thankful I did. Um, but being an entrepreneur and a risk manager doesn't really typically go hand in hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, you know, I think it takes you know in those situations where the the the, the stars align and all that. It does take maybe some personalities to kind of see through some of the, the the weeds and the trees and all that stuff to get to where our company was able to be successful. It is, I, you know, I tell people, you know, we're a 14 year overnight success story. Um, you know, so you know, people that know us now or get to find out about us today don't know all the grinds that we went through and, and really the messaging and, and the fine tuning everything we had to get to this point where now we're now you know it seems like all the pistons are running right, the, the trains running good, and and we're very we're we're, we're blessed in a lot of different ways from that standpoint. But, you know, when I talk to entrepreneurs, risk takers, uh, CEOs of companies, um, financial advisors, we work with a gamut of different trusted advisors in, the, in, in all business owners' uh, lives. Um, you know, mitigating risk is an important aspect of the business. Um, unfortunately, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where I always tell people, you know, you have to have short-term memory. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I mean, you wouldn't get out of bed, right? I mean, running your own business, uh-huh. there's there's a ton of unforeseen challenge. I always tell people, you know, it's like, it, you know, you know, when your car breaks down unexpectedly, yeah. Well, when it, when you own a business, it breaks down every day, you know. Right. It, so there's just things that come at you you don't know, and and so you you get busy and you, and all that kind of things. But sometimes I think that the financial risk that business owners take, it's they don't really dive into. So I can appreciate your subject you're talking about this month, and then two. You know, just talking about 08, I mean, 08 was a, a, a glaring example of financial risk business owners took. And I'm talking business owners that a small to middle market business owners, family and uh, enterprises to good, successful partnerships to sole proprietors that know their craft, know their industry really well, can work very well in that sector, uh, and especially, you know, community leaders and they're in where they live. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, risk management gets dis- get discounted. And that's really where we come in and say, hey, you know, if you're going to run a successful business and you're always putting gas, you know, putting the metal to the floor, which mm-hmm. most a lot of business owners do, mm-hmm. um, you know, t- to be able to back off a little bit is just not only good risk management, it's just good business. And that's one of the things I always tell clients, you know, if you're having a good year, if you can just take a little bit off the top and park it off to the side, uh, that's just not only is that good risk management, but it's really, really bottom line is it's, it's good business. And so the 831B tax code, and you, you brought it up briefly in my inter, intro, um, you know, the 831B tax code is the one we utilize for our clients. And it's very similar to the 401k tax code. And we talk about three numbers and a, and a letter. Mm-hmm. It's really where you find it in the statutes of the tax code, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really, uh, you know, it's like us. We come up with fancy names for things. But 831B.com is our website. 831B is kind of gives you, uh, it goes into the explanation of the tax code. And really what the explanation of the tax code was is 1986 Tax Reform Act, this tax code was introduced. And what was happening in 1986, um, we call it the liability crisis where people were literally being canceled for on non-renewals for the insurance. They had one simple claim. Oh. Rates increased over a three-year period. They, they estimate in the United States, it in, liability insurance premiums increased 250% in three years. Wow. So, so it became a really high cost and it too, limiting exposures. Insurance companies weren't taking on a lot of the technology stuff yet. I mean, it was in its infancy then, you know, obviously. Um, and there was a ton of emerging risk even in the 80s and 90s. I mean, right. today, our emerging risks today are off the charts, especially unfortunately due to COVID. But mm-hmm. when you look back, what was going back in 1986, um, they introduce an incentive for you to own some kind of form of a plan that allows you to build up a tax tax advantage 
reserve, rainy day fund, whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that's really the 831B. You know, a 401k is an incentive for you to create a retirement plan for you and your employees. If you weren't able to expense that through your operating company, it's highly unlikely you would offer a 401k to your employees, right? And so an 831B, just all the 831B is doing is providing an incentive for you to manage risk you either can't transfer risk to, to a traditional carriers or it's limited in scope, or you have a very unique type of product where you can't buy the, all the insurances you need. You can't transfer that risk to traditional insurances. You know, warranties are a good example of that, you know, meaning you can't have an implied warranty is not a business, it's a business risk. But when you go to an extended or service contract warranties, or, you know, you sell a printer and you, you offer a five-year service contract free of charge, mm -hmm. you know, you're booking a liability into the future that all you're going to do is use current cash flows in those years to make sure that you can handle that. Well, the problem is, is when you have contraction in the economies and your cash flow starts to contract, meanwhile, you got all these liabilities booked out in front of you. Right. Uh, that's a huge risk to take from a business owner. And, and these are just things that business owners take every day for granted, <laughs> that they don't really analyze the risk they're booking on the books that are really unfunded. And what I mean by unfunded is, is if you have to use cash flow to, to fund that, um, that's a huge risk. And, and again, I can't, it's, it, you know, the biggest thing I can illustrate is 08. And then here comes COVID-19 along where oh, yeah. you were forced to shut down. You know, unfortunately, clients started to figure out was an indirect versus a direct loss on their insurance policies. Mm -hmm. And they were finding out they didn't have any coverage when they were forced to shut down either by a municipality or simply customers were coming to the door. Right. So those were huge business interruptions that occurred that were un uninsured. Yeah. Um, last year in 2021, we had, Somewhere in the neighborhoods of 80, 80 to $100 billion, uh, typically it's two to three years down the road when those actual numbers come out, of catastrophic losses in the United States. Mm. They estimate only 30% of that was covered under traditional insurance. Oh, man. So, so you know, it, it, whether you want to get down the political road or whether or not we got climate or, you know, here's what I would say. Environment's always changing. Mm. And we're going to have catastrophic, you know, they're going to have catastrophic issues going on with weather. And it's only because... People are living in other areas. Maybe we wouldn't have lived in, you know, a hundred years ago or yep. all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, so there's, there's so much on the board right now for risks that we have until business owners all the time. Risk is not a problem, right? I mean, we can find, it. I mean, you, the cyber stuff it. alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at the cyber risk today. I oh mean, I, I, and traditional insurance here, we're getting bombarded right now because what's going on in Ukraine, right? Now. Yep. I mean, I was told that I was just on a, on a trip. Uh, out of the country and I came back and I was told by my staff, I said, Hey, you had an alter ego over while you were gone. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we were all getting texts and emails with your name on it, but it was a made up email oh, in the back. Yeah. And I don't know how they knew I was out of the country, Yeah. but they're inundating my staff, which I'm hoping they didn't get to my client base somehow, but that's just an example. Yeah. And, you know, and then look, we do cyber training and all that kind of stuff, but you know, the amount of, you know, the amount of uh, data we collect on customers. Yeah. This is a liability today, unfortunately, right. you know, Absolutely. and again, these are things that business owners don't, don't, you know, and I always talk about, you know, brand damage, for example, you know, it takes seconds, it, it takes days and years and, and, and decades sometimes to build a brand that people trust and rely on, but it can take seconds to wipe it out. Absolutely. And, and when those things happen, what are you going to do? You're going to use your cash flow to, to either hire the right people, hire a PR firm, whatever you have to do. Okay, well then, wait a minute. You got you got cash flow contracting, and you got expenses going up. Where's the money going to come from? And that's yeah. really where the 831B allows you to take take 
profits, take and, and expenses out to your operating company, dump it into an 831B, no different than a 401k, mm-hmm. but the 831B is designed to make sure you're, ma- you're mitigating your risk more effectively. And, and believe me, there's rules and regulations in this code, no different than there is a 401k. There's a ton mm-hmm. of regulations, case precedents, and all that kind of stuff with a 401k. 831B has got a ton of that as well. And unfortunately, there has been some abuses under this tax code. There are some tax advantages to the code. I can defer taxes today. Mm-hmm. I can dump it into an 831B plan, which has to be a C-corp in okay. a box. Okay. And so now I get to pay capital gains and long-term or qualified dividends on them. Okay, so there's some tax arbitrage there today, as we know. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be that way in the future. I don't know right. what we tell our clients because we don't that those tax codes get the percentages get kicked around all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really not our worry. Our biggest worry is, is, are you able to keep the cash flow you have and keep it run, rolling forward and grow your business, sustain your employees, payroll, pay your rent, pay your, pay your loans, all those yeah, things. Absolutely. You know, and that's really where the code comes in. And, and I, I, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's not frustrating. It, there's a ton of opportunity out here for companies like me because a lot of business unfortunately don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I first looked at it, oh eight, oh nine, you know, we were looking at it and like, man, this is expensive to do. You know, it talk, it costs. It was it was really the Fortune 500 companies and big companies that were doing this program already back. You know, like again, that was in 08. The code's been on the books since '86. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, and so for us, you know, we appreciate platforms such as yourself being on the, I have an opportunity to talk on your platform because, you know, I think it's business owners need to know about the tax code. And yeah, and here's what I, I had here's no what idea. I all the, yeah. And here's what I tell all the advisors. Listen, this is just another tool in the toolbox for you. Yeah. For the right client, it's a great tool and it's not one all, you know, it's, it's not the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some pains involved, you know, you, there's a four part test in doing these things. And that's really what we do as a company. We no different than you hiring a 401k administrator. Mm-hmm. We're an 831b administrator. So right. we have admin their plans, make sure they stay compliant, make sure that they're doing things they're supposed to be doing so they can elect under the 831b and take advantage of those, those tax advantages. And meanwhile, mitigate risk going forward. I, I can't, you know, ever since COVID-19, we've got proof of concept. Obviously, oh, yeah. our, you know, we, we had a, our clients, we, we had checks back out to our clients coming out of their 831B plans faster than the government did on the PPP. Nice. And, and so, you know, you know, I, I say this and, and, you know, the greatest compliment we get, you know, we, we always want to be complimented by our clients that we serve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest compliment we get from all of our clients um, can, is when, hey, you know what, Van, I'm just glad I did your program. Yeah. yeah. I just sleep better at night knowing mm-hmm. that I've done it and I've got yeah. this reserve I, that's not subject to bank. It's, you know, some bank loan officer give me the ability to increase my line of credit. You know, I, I've, I've got this sitting out here. And hey, if nothing happens, if I'm, I built these reserves up, I sell my business, I close the 831B down, I pull that as capital gains out, no different than my business, I win. You know, but if something comes along those very those times, I can still weather the storm so I can afford to sell my business someday if that's what my plan is. Right. And that's really where, you know, that's, that makes us feel good. That, that those are things that, uh, you know, especially these small to middle market business owners. I mean, they're, they're just not getting this kind of advice. You know, I've talked to big CEOs of companies and they're like, oh yeah, we've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and to me, it's the risk takers. It's the, it's really the core of our, 
of our economy is small business. Yes. And, you know, and it's, it's really kind of, it's frustrating when I hear a CPA that says, Hey, I've never heard this tax code before. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, but we hear that a lot, you know, yeah, I bet because uh, over the years I've been in uh, various businesses, none of my CPAs have ever talked to me about it. Yeah. And like I said, it's been, it's been a bit of a taboo thing because mm -hmm expenses were so high that it didn't make sense for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and now you've got, you know, you just, you know, the IRS attacked them on a couple of issues, which rightfully so they were using for estate tax planning. Mm -hmm. They were using, they were using the code for what it was never designed to do. Mm. And anytime you do that, don't be shocked yeah. when the IRS comes after you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's been a good, you know, last several years we've, like I said, we're a 14 year, year overnight success story, but you know, we have about 180 uh, advisors around the country representing our products. We're on all 50 States. Um, and uh, you know, it's been fun to grow the business and really bringing value to our business owners and bringing a new solution to a problem that, you know, I, like I said, it keeps them up at night. And um, you know, the fact that we can ease out a, lo a little bit, I, it's, it's very rewarding business for sure. Excellent. Well, Van, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll dive even deeper into what you do and how it can help people. We will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then shock your media potential is for you. This one of a kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars, and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And I'm back with Van Carlson with SRA. 831B.com is his website, which we'll be talking about a little bit more. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking it is amazing to me. I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I've had several businesses. I've never had anyone talk to me about this. Um, and, and it's interesting. And probably some of my other businesses, I wouldn't have thought about it anyway, when it was just really me as a sole prop proprietor um, with just a couple, you know, maybe one or two employees at a time. But as I was telling you before we started taping, you know, prior to COVID, 98% of my business income came from me getting on an airplane and going to speak and train. And so when that stopped and everything canceled, you know, for 2020 and 2021, I mean, every single thing I had canceled, um, then there was that question, you know, what do I do? Do I weather it? When's it going to come back? And we revitalized, but all that came from, you know, my husband and I reinvesting our money into the business to, to keep it going and be able to, um, you know, kind of diversify in what we do, but it's really gotten me thinking about, you know, what does it mean to exceed at a different level? So 
my question to you is when you start talking to businesses about this and you're bringing up things like this will allow you to sleep better at night and, and really mitigate risk, is there, I'm assuming there's this sense of number one, kind of, oh my God, I had no idea. And number two, oh my God, there's so many things I have to do. How do I add this into the mix? How do you help people understand how important it is to mitigate financial risk and then take some of those steps forward? You know, um, the, the, the problem, not the problem, most of our business owners today have experienced it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you live through OA, you became, to your point, you, and, and no different than living through COVID-19, mm -hmm. you know what ends up happening is you become a better business owner. Yeah. In order to survive, you had to become more effective, more efficient. You, you maybe got rid of some toys you needed to get rid of. I mean, you, you got, you streamlined, you did whatever you had to do to survive. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just good being a good entrepreneur, forward-thinking business owner, right? If you didn't do that, guess what? You're out of business, right? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people experience that. So when I sit down with business owners today, specifically, um, you know, they, they, they all kind of know that they got to change, mm -hmm. you know, doing the same thing over and over again, buying more stuff to take advantage of an accelerated depreciation, which unfortunately most small businesses know about is a form of insanity, meaning, you know, because here's what they did, especially in 08, right? Real quickly. Um, okay. My, hey, when I was running my PNC agency, I love the fourth quarter because my clients would call me up and say, Hey, <laughs> my CPA says, Oh, like a hundred grand. What's it going to cost for two more trucks and a skid steer and everything else? Cause I'm going to go buy them. I don't need them necessarily, but I'm gonna buy them. Cause I got, I hate paying my taxes. Right. Right. They count the fist, right? And uh, what they did was financed it. So they still had, so here's the, here's the definition of insanity. So you financed it, you took the full depreciation. So you're able to deduct it and then you went out and got the new boat. Right. Well, the problem is you just, bet, if you just had a really good year, you just bet next year is going to be better because now you took on debt. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how crazy is that? Yeah. You know, and so when I, so when I sit down and, you know, it's, you got to paint the picture and, and, you, and these are smart people. These are smart entrepreneur driven, successful type A personalities that, they, they hate insurance. They hate writing the premiums out. They don't, but what it does, it provides a, a complete, you know, security blanket for the, to be able to transfer the risk for fire on their building. Mm -hmm. What if you couldn't buy that insurance? Right. Right. Well, now you've done that, but what about all these other things? And we talk about the intangible versus the tangible assets, mm -hmm. tangible assets. We believe in traditional insurance companies do a very good job insuring those, those are your buildings, your, you know, anything you can put a loan on, you know, and then providing general liability and product of all the things that product liability and all those things that come in traditional insurances. The problem is, is we're living in a world today. And I think obviously due to supply chain risks that we're experiencing today, it's a globalization of, of economies uh, on a scale that doesn't really come into play until something like COVID-19 happens, or unfortunately something like going on in Ukraine right now right. with Russia. Um, you know, all of those things go on and it affects all sorts of businesses and you don't see it till it happens. And so to me, there's a ton of unfunded risk that you're still, you can't transfer risk to traditional mm -hmm. insurance companies. And so again, the 831B, it, you know, so you got to paint the picture and you got to bring the business owner along, but also I don't want to complicate their lives. And that's why you hire companies like us. Mm -hmm. We're going to be your admin. You know, if, if you had to do all the ins and outs of a 401k plan to make sure you, you meet the fiduciary rules, you know, you're not discriminating with, and then you had to do your own uh, investment documents and everything else. 
Oh yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not doing this. I don't, I'd have to hire some, you know, turn ERISA rules and attorneys and all this stuff. But if I can hire an administrator mm-hmm. and they charge me a fee and they handle all the regulations and they take all the liabilities for it, I'll I'll do the 401k. And that's really where we come in as again, is we're the administrator of the 831B plans. So what I don't want to do is make it sound like a rocket ship to business owners. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound like we're going to complicate their lives by doing it. I think we bring a simple turnkey approach to it and make sure that we're not complicating our business owners' lives. Right. And I think um, that's that's what's taken us the 14-year overnight success story to talk about. Because <laughs> it does take a while to, you know, it does take a while to pour, you know, like what's our messaging? How do we streamline this? How do we scale? And, you know, we've, we've relied heavily on, on uh, artificial intelligence in a lot of ways. I've got a very young team mm-hmm. working for me, which I'm, to be honest with you, I'm very fortunate and blessed with that because mm-hmm. uh, they bring solutions to the table that my generation wouldn't think of. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's been, it's been a blessing to disguise, you know, and especially, you know, with uh, the streamlining of being able to scale the way we've been able to. I mean, we've got like just dealing with a hundred different advice, 180 some odd advisors over the, around the country can be challenging and then dealing with all their clients as well. And so it's, uh, you know, we have a team of 15 and, and we do a really good job. And, and uh, so we're not here to complicate business owners' lives. And, uh, and we try to avoid making it sound like a spaceship, even though I think it's some, <laughs> this is a, you know, cause it's, it's, it's insurance for that's boring. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way to mitigate risk, I should say. And, you know, that sounds boring. Right. Yeah. You know, how do we increase sales? That's what we want to talk about. Right. Uh, you know, and so, you know, that's that's a challenge one. And then sometimes when other advisors aren't aware of this code or we call them the Google experts, you know, they didn't know anything about the code. They went out and Googled it. And now all of a sudden they're an expert on it because they ran, <laughs> you know, read three articles on it. And, yeah, there's been some problems with the code, but there's been problems with 401ks, too. I can mm-hmm. absolutely you know, 401k still triggered lots of audits, unfortunately, for business owners, which they're not aware of until it happens. But yeah. I say all this because we don't want to complicate their lives, but I think they owe it to themselves. They owe it to the success of their business. They owe it to the employees they help support. Amen. And, you know, and and so, again, it's just a tool in the toolbox for business owners and for the right to, for the right business owner it's a game changer for them, potentially. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Well, Van, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, including your website that I just want you to tell the funny story quickly about it. But in case somebody is, uh, they don't want to stop long enough to look up the show notes to get your, all your social media and website links, what's the best way for them to find you? 831b.com. So funny story uh, in 2020, you know, everybody was, you know, kind of shut down and we were traveling all the time, doing all these prior to all that. Very similar to your situation, mm-hmm. I guess, and you know, from looking at it. But you know, and and so we we wanted to always rebrand because the problem we made, we did strategicriskalternatives.com mm-hmm. and nobody knew how to spell strategic, and always <laughs> somebody always forgot the alternatives on the S, right? It was plural. It was a nightmare, and you know, being a being a risk manager, you could tell that was a good idea. But you know, but uh, we hired a marketing specialist. And uh, man, she she's been awesome for us, Bree. She helps me get on shows like yours, and mm-hmm. uh, she procured our website for us, 831b.com. And and she negotiated the price very very uh, smoothly and effectively. And you know, it's been a game changer for us. You know, one of the things we recognized through 20 and 2021, a lot of companies were rebranding, and we took the opportunity during that time to do it, and it's paid off dividends for us. We've we've done digital marketing and. The fact that we own 831b.com because more and more people are hearing about that tax code 
you know, they're finding this out on the website. And, and we have really good educational videos. I think, again, it's, you owe it to your business to understand this code. And whether you want to move forward or not, that's up to you. But I think you owe it to yourself um, and the success that you've done in your business to look at all the tools that are available to you and, and really make educated decisions on it. So we want to, you know, bring educated videos to our clients. we got case studies specifically for certain industries and, and on our websites. And, and of course, you can contact us, you know, hit team and you can reach out to us, any of our team members directly and myself for that matter. Excellent. Well, before we go, Van, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? You know, I, the best thing I can tell, the, you know, like I said earlier, just if, you, if you're having a good year, you've threaded the needle, you've, you know, making profit is not easy in business. Mm-hmm. And when you've done that, you've got to recognize the risk you took to get there. And now how do you mitigate that risk going forward? You know, because now that you've taken all the risk, how do you can I take a little bit back off? And then too, how do I how do I get myself going forward in, in big business? Mm-hmm. So we're bringing these type of ideas to the small middle market business owners. No different than your if you're competing in big, against big large companies, I promise you they're doing this program. Oh yeah, and they have a competitive edge because of it. Yeah, and so we're trying to bring this competitive edge to the. We think the small to middle market business owners would have a much better, bigger competitive edge competing against those big guys because they're able to do take take advantage of some of the things they've been doing themselves but they can run more efficient with it excellent thank you so much van it's been a pleasure getting to know you learning more about your business thank you so much for being with us today thank you michael appreciate the conversation thank you for joining us on another episode of the shock your potential podcast learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on michael's two best-selling books Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.